This is Encounters, a dialogue that brings you multifaceted life stories you don't want to miss. It was very special, and according to him, he thinks that I play with richness and musicality, and to translate into his words, that I play with heart, and I think that is pretty much what he finds attractive in my playing. In a sense, I was sort of expected to go the general way because that's the usual route to take. So for me, there's no way back. I did everything I could. After I had taken the entrance exam, I was accepted. They admitted 20 people and I was the only blind person. I am accepted just like any other student. I am very grateful that I was accepted in this manner. I hope to become a more well-rounded musician and a person as a whole. I don't want to be specialized in one specific field or whatever. I want to be more well-rounded, but at the same time, to be more faithful to interpretations in music and to be more convincing as a, a musician. Hello and welcome. I'm Manling in Beijing. My guest today is Lai Jiajun, known as David Lai in English. 23-year-old David is a young blind pianist based in Beijing. Our conversation started with a friendship across generations. The friendship and collaboration between David and the famous Austrian pianist and composer Jörg Demos has been written about in the media. Jörg even wrote a short piece of music called Song of Love, which he dedicated to David on stage. Welcome to our studio, China Plus. And uh, here in the studio, we have invited Lai Jiajun, a young pianist who had made himself quite successful on both international and domestic stages. As a pianist, shall we focus first on international exchanges? Do you think international exchanges for young pianists or young musicians are important? Thank you, Manling. Yes. First of all, I want to say that I'm still a rising pianist. I'm not modest. I'm just stating facts here, <laughs> in a sense. So yeah, I have had a couple of exchanges that I consider notable. Two years ago, I was invited by European pianist. He is from Austria. He has a summer program or summer school that he organizes on his own. And the pianist is named Jörg Demos. He is considered one of the great performers in the Viennese school. And so I was invited by him to participate in his summer class. That was held in a place, a mountainous area, I think it is. In Vienna, right? Actually, it's in, it's in the outskirts of Vienna, in a city known as Weirich. The mountainous area itself is named Garberg. How did he get to know you? Well, that would be four years ago. And as I was performing in Hong Kong, I was invited by the Hong Kong University to play a few pieces of music there. During that event, they 
said, hey, um, I would like to meet a world-renowned pianist who, at that time, he was 87, and he was very experienced in playing German and Austrian composers and repertoire. And I said, of course, that would be very welcoming. So I first met Mr. Demus, or as he would prefer me to call him by his first name, so Jörg. Jörg. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I met him in a piano shop in Hong Kong. And at that time, uh, I played for him a Bach well-tempered clavier. I think it was book one, number 12 in F minor. And also the first movement of Chopin's third piano sonata in B minor. Our was that your music attracted to him or he somehow, you know, what is the thing that you have been attracting each other's attention and since then, like, uh, you formed a kind of friendship? It was very special and actually I have never thought of this question yet, but I think according to him, he thinks that I play with richness and musicality and to translate into his words that I play with heart and I think that is pretty much what attracted, what he finds attractive in my playing. That I think that's the better word. word so you impressed it. him with your passion and yeah. ardor, right? Well, you yeah, I would rather call simplicity because in the end, performing is not about making show of oneself. It's just a simple process of expression. And well, if that is moving, then or if anyone finds it very significant, then bravo. <laughs> is purity more accurate than simplicity? Sometimes simplicity yeah. means to be too basic, but you have already reached a certain level that... Yeah, you know, purity. Yeah, okay, purity. So, so let's, let's rephrase that then. <laughs> let's rephrase Pure that. Pure heart, right? With yeah, your own yeah. heart. Um, how many international tours you have had already? Well, experiences? Yeah, experiences. Um, all sorts of types. The, the York one, right? The York <laughs> one, yes. I was invited by him to attend his summer program that was two years ago, his mm -hmm. private summer program. Mm -hmm. And it was... That's 2016. 2017. 2017, yes. Yeah, and that was special because he has a vast collection of historic instruments. Mm. So I can play on pianos in the 1800s or in the 1900s. Or uh, I could feel what early Beethoven really, I mean, instruments in early Beethoven days really felt like, or how did uh, Schumann compose, what kind of instruments did he use? So I could get these questions answered in a very lively way because I could play these instruments on my own and by myself. So you came to a very close range with world's top sort of musicians and then get to know about the uh, historical sort of instruments and you play, right? Within yes. Their presence. But how was you received in Austria, you know, that trip? Well, we had informal concerts and also concerts in a church. There was one concert that was held in a church and other concerts were in informal occasions like in a living room or something like that but every time I played the local citizens and the town folk if you will mm -hmm. uh, really enjoyed what I had to offer and when they came up to me they always asked me hey when are you going to come again wow, <laughs> Things like that's that. great and uh, I also had a chance to play with a violinist personal friend of Jörg Demus his name is Lutz Leskowitz I played with him the 
Spring Violin Sonata, which is Beethoven's Sonata for Violin and Piano, Opus 24, mm-hmm. uh, in F major. And that was a very rewarding experience because previously I didn't have the chance to play the whole work, let alone with a violinist. And so this was the first time that I did so. And because he is so experienced, a musician that he is, we only rehearsed for a couple of hours in the afternoon. And then in the evening, I just went on stage with him. So it was wow. it was my first time doing this. It felt great. And luckily, there is a recording made. So Wow. And it's in the market? For no, sale? no. It's a souvenir. It's just a private recording. Okay, but, private but, recording. But uh, you can have it as a souvenir. Wow. Thank you so much. Um, how significant do you think that such exchanges, especially as a young pianist, do you think that people like you should go outside and uh, be acting as a cultural ambassadors between well, Yeah, I like to put it not that big a phenomenon like a cultural ambassador, but that's too big a word, right? Yeah, but let's just come down to earth. I want to put it in a more personal level. Mm -hmm. For one thing, for me, I can be exposed to different cultures. And in this case, European, as I'm studying European music, it's fitting that I be exposed to European culture and also meet musicians who integrate this music in their lives and just make music for a living and learn from them. That's one thing. But also, I got a chance in the church concerts, I got to play a few pieces of music from Chinese composers. And that is also very special. One of the pieces that I played, that I remember that I played at least, was by my teacher, Professor Zhou Guangren. She composed a theme and variations on the Chinese folk tune San Shi Li Pu that was in the 1950s. And I really love this piece of music. And so I just presented it to the European audience. So that was um, a very interesting experience. Was it well received? Yes. Did the people understand Chinese tunes? Well, to them, it sounded, uh, as I later found Oriental. Oriental, and also a bit... Exotic? Exotic. Yeah, that's the word. A bit exotic, and something that they've never heard before. Did they like it? Yes. And do you think we should promote more? Definitely. And are you going to take part in such roles in the future? I mean, you said you're a rising pianist, right? Yes. Rising means you have a lot of room to grow stronger, right? Yes, definitely. And is this going to be, I mean, international exchanges going to be part of your mission in the future? I, if I get the chance to do that, of course. Yeah. And I also want to know that, have you ever formed uh, certain opinions on different audiences from different countries? Are they different? That's a good question. Well, to me, they are actually similar in a sense. I have heard cheering in Chinese audience, you know, a crowd of Chinese audience members. And also I have heard sincere compliments from European audiences when I was in Austria two years ago. So I think it's universal in a sense. I mean, as long as I play, I hate to use it's, the word well, but... Don't be so modest. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I, I'm just being honest here. But universal is a very good word you use, since music is a universal language. Right. And uh, the responses they have to your performance is more or less the same, also universal, right? Exactly. It would appear that David isn't keen on lofty words or bragging. 
During our interview, he constantly tries to make his wording sound humble. But in my opinion, he can be proud of himself as one of the first batch of visually impaired students to sit China's Gaokao or National College entrance exam. Traditionally, people with limited vision could only sit a specialized exam, and their choices for further education would usually be limited to a handful of majors, like、uh, massage and music. Then, in 2014, Braille test papers and other major options became available for the Gaokao. The following year, eight students sat for the exam using Braille test papers. And David was one of them. He passed the exam, and was enrolled by the Central Conservatory of Music, one of the top music schools in China. So, which year you passed Gaokao, so-called? 2015. 2015, you took part in the Gaokao, the National College Entrance Exam. Yes, were you accepted or admitted or recruited as a special student? I am accepted just like any other student. Are、uh, you proud of yourself? Let's just say that I am very grateful that I was accepted in this manner. 2015 was the first year, right, for the government to open this、um, door, door to, to disabled people. They can apply for Gaokao as everybody else, but the number of people was eight. Only eight、uh, that used Braille test papers. The whole nation has only eight people who applied for a Braille exam. I wonder, did you have time to prepare? I mean, it took us just forever, it, right? <laughs> forever to prepare, and it's such a painstaking thing to do to prepare for Gaoko and then to get admitted eventually. Well, tell us, share us with us how you did it. I mean, and also adding to the fact that I needed not only to prepare for, for my academic courses but also my piano because that is also a part、oh, of Gaoko. You know, that's a must, right? That's a must. So,、goodness. let's go back to.、Uh, let's go into a little bit detail. How you yes, prepared? When did you start to have this concept? I want it. I want this Gaokao exam. When? I was enrolled in the high school attached to the Central Conservatory of Music. That was back in two thousand nine, and at that time I also took the entrance exam. And along with other students, I was the only person who's blind, totally blind. And I was admitted by the school. You were the only one. I was the only one.、Uh, however, I had to study my academic courses at Beijing School for the Blind because I could not follow the written textbook or what the teacher is writing on the blackboard in a normal class because I cannot see anything. But how could you split your time? I mean, I had to run two places: shuttle, subway, subway. Yes. Every day. Um. No, not every day. We have classes. Let's say once or twice a week in the music school. I would have classes relating to music. My piano class,、uh, solfeggio, which is basically sight reading and listening. And to me, it's basically listening and、uh, imitation and all that. And also, there's classes like music history and all. But these are scheduled in a way that I can just have one day or two days at that school, and the rest of the week is spent learning things like Chinese. 
Chinese, math, English. So uh, Chinese, math, and English, all these、um, general courses or subjects you studied in a special school, right? Yeah, in、for、a blind, blind school. In a blind school, and also in, school.、Uh, in the afternoons and evenings, I would return to my rented house for piano practice. So I usually run between two places. Luckily, I stay near the blind school, so it's just a walk or a bicycle ride away. But for the conservatory, I would usually take the subway, and that means I would spend、uh, an hour or ninety minutes on the subway ride listening to. So you never stopped working, right? Even in <laughs> subway, you made the best use of your time in subway, right? And I listened to CRI programs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, listen to our programs, and then was the Gaokao you attended examinations different from? It's exactly the same, right? Well, there are some differences. It's presented in Braille, and because of this, some questions regarding on、uh, looking at graphs or charts would need to be converted into text format or、oh. deleted entirely if it cannot be presented in a Braille format.、That. Were you given longer time? I was given longer time. It was fifty、uh, percent extended. Fifty percent extended. Yes.、Very、so、good. that means if the exam lasted two hours for、uh, average hours. students, it would be three hours for me.、Mm. But going back a little bit to preparation and things like that, because of my little identity,、uh, that is a bit unusual. I had to run between two schools, and also the two schools have different educational systems. Yeah, very different.、Um, the blind school goes with the、uh, in Chinese, it's the Dangkao Danzhao system or the special specialized admission, specialized examination. Everything、yes. is specialized, Be- right? Because Uh, that directly goes to the、uh, special universities for disabled people.、Mm-hmm. That is catered for disabled people. We have this special higher education system、right. in existence for many many years. Yes. So since two thousand and fifteen, disabled people were allowed to take part in the general examinations. Right. But that means you have to give up the special examination in order to join or take part in the、uh, new the general exam. Examination, Gaokao,、mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you would never really fail in the former one, right? In the old one, but the new one is much tougher. What, yes, you're right. What、uh, sort of the- decision, you know, behind it, or what sort of rationality <laughs> is behind your crazy decision? Because、mm-hmm. one thing you can guarantee accessibility to a higher education; the other is just a trial thing. You may fail. Why you made such a tough decision? Ever since I was enrolled in the Music high school. In a sense, I was sort of expected to go the general way. In a sense, because that's usually how musicians, if one really wants to make it to the Central Conservatory of Music and thus get a general higher education in music, that's the usual route to take. So for me, there's no way back. But I don't want to put it in a very passive note. There, this seems a little bit too passive. Let's just say that after I had taken the entrance exam for the Central Conservatory of Music, I made it into I think I was five out of twenty in the、uh, overall rankings. So I was accepted. They admitted twenty people, and I was your number five. And I I was the only blind person. Before the examination, were you confident? 
Well, I did everything I could. I purchased DVDs to help me prepare for the music theory exam because I could only use materials that have audio portions to learn these things. Other people can relate to paperback resources like books and things like that, but I cannot.、Mm -hmm. Apart from that. Other things are the same, right? I just had to play, and they have to give me a different kind of test. I mean, a musical theory test would have to be a spoken one, an oral test. Yeah. So four years have passed, right? After you were admitted, do you、yes. have plans, short-term plans, and long-term plans for the future, career-wise and life-wise? Wow, that's a big question. I hope to grow more as a student and be more faithful to. The art, so to speak. So I hope to continue my education for a master's degree. Yes, in the same institute. Well, so far the decision has not yet been made. Made a bit too late. Well, you need to come up with a decision now, right? Shall we say hold for release? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you have some idea already in your mind, but, but you don't want to make it public, right? At least not now. That's a Chinese personality. I think <laughs> we are more conservative in the way, unless we're a hundred percent sure, right? We don't tell. I guess that's the、uh, Chinese way side of, of the, me. Yes,、that's、indeed. The Chinese so, side of me. So I will allow you to keep the secret to us all. Well,、um, once I made my decision, I'll definitely let you know. Yeah, so that's the short term, but you should be open for us for the long term sort of、yes. targets in your life. Definitely. What are you going to plan to do in the future? You have ten, twenty, thirty, forty, sixty years ahead of you. Yes. Yeah. My biggest ambition is to be a performing pianist on stage, but nowadays, of course, in order to become a concert pianist, that is not. Easy. So I'm also hoping that during my further education to learn a little bit more about piano pedagogy or how to teach piano, so that I can combine education and performance and also research on my own. So I hope to become a more well-rounded musician and a person as a whole. I don't want to be specialized in one. Specific field or whatever. I want to be more well-rounded, but at the same time, to be more faithful to、uh, interpretations in music and to be more convincing as、uh, a musician. You mentioned actually three directions. You want most is the、yes. becoming a performing artist, right,、yes. on the stage. Yes. But at the same time, you want to get involved in education, become a teacher, maybe,、mm -hmm. and also doing research. But how are they related?、Though? Okay. Well, let's just start with research then. Although I don't consider myself a musicologist, and by that I mean I am not a musicologist. But as a performer, I usually find myself having to research. A lot of things. What was the composer thinking? What time period? At which period did he compose this particular piece of music? And the historical, social background to his life and surroundings, and in particular during the time that he, let's say, composed a given piece of music. So I find myself having to ask these questions and to find answers to these questions to facilitate my performance, so that I don't. Play just according to my own desires and say, okay, I want to play a little faster because I feel like it. That's 
not that convincing, in my opinion. You want actually to relate、yes. with the writer and composer of the music. Yeah, and after relating to the composer and striking a chord, if you will, <laughs> with it, then to put my own interpretations in it, because then I will be able to make rational decisions on. What approaches I should take and what not to take. I have learned this through my professional training over the course of now fourteen years, ever since I came to Beijing in two thousand five. So you have to understand them first, and then, like you said, strike a chord,、yes. and then put your own interpretation into that piece. By、yes. doing that, you actually are bringing alive all these musical notes that written on paper into、yes. vitality, right? And I think you put that. A, can I say that you are putting a soul into the music? Exactly, and I think that is the same with narration. I love listening to a good narration or a well-produced radio drama. That's what I like to do. It's、um, the same, right? And it's the same.、Mm-hmm. So sometimes I feel quite inspired. Other times I feel very humbled by what the voice artist is doing. And at the same time, I feel I have a lot to learn from. These people, because in a way, we are all actors on stage. This year, two thousand and nineteen, ten visually impaired students set the gao gao. David posted the news onto his WeChat account, saying that as one of the earliest beneficiaries, he is glad that the door of higher education is open to blind people. And he hopes to see more policies that will help more blind students gain access to college. That's exactly what I am expecting to see. And that's the end of our show. I'm Manling. Thank you for listening. If you liked it and want to listen to us again, just find us on our website, ChinaPlus.CRI.CN, and Apple Podcasts. 